Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, you are back from Disney World. Yay! And somehow I'm still here and uh, holding on to consciousness at this point, I think, is, is a valid after uh, after driving after driving there and back from yes. Texas which is a uh 16 hour well okay so google maps says it is a 16 hour drive but that is a you can drive straight through and you don't have small children so ah. it was more like um i think it was 9 or 10 hours on day 1 and a i i want to say might have been eight or nine hours on day two, uh, which honestly I thought was pretty good. But yes, that it was that going there. I was going to say then, that's that's only two or three hours tacked on for kids stuff. That's yeah. No, I I'm impressive. telling you, my kids. Yeah, my kids handled this trip really well. Uh, and while that's a lot of time on the road, I think I I don't know. We're talking. We we are talking about in March. We may actually drive again. Like that's. It really? went that well overall. Yeah, because otherwise we need at least three plane tickets and three plane tickets um, and then some other stuff would not be cheap. And by other stuff, I guess I guess let's just go ahead and get into it. Jeremy, I think I am an off property convert hmm. okay. because having yeah, tell me so, about your timeshare. Yes, yes. Uh, it it was only it was only a 90-minute meeting. So, I mean, I was basically in no, no. No meeting uh was required. The the extent of the the timeshare cell that I got was they they gave me my parking pass and they said, "Okay, so you need to go over to the concierge desk to uh have your parking pass validated." And so you walk over there and then they're like, "Well, we could give you By the way, would you like to take the tour?" It's we we would give you a hundred dollars cash or your kids because you have kids. Right. And I said, yeah, well, we'd give your kids armbands so they could take advantage of all of the the water park and all that stuff for your full trip, which is like a five hundred dollar. What? Five hundred dollar value, which I'm sitting here going, maybe you should have asked about the age of my kids, because a one and two year old not going to get a lot of use (laughs) out of your water park. Um, but yeah, essentially they, they asked me twice if I was interested and I said no, and they, uh, signed off on my parking pass and I was good to go. But man, a two bedroom, uh, condo is so much better than being stuck in a pop century room. And, and yes, the, the pop century room has theming and, Yes, you are on property, so you have uh, Disney transportation to places. But outside of that, like, what are what are what are the advantages now? Yeah, no, I know, I hear you. There's not any, right? Uh, and, and I think and, I think not staying on property is the smart thing to do. Yeah, and and I and I know that I'm you saying you don't have this, to intellectually. See, convince me i'm convinced that staying off property at least at this point with the benefits offered is the smart move and you're not going to do but it. it's I'm, not the I'm, move i'm going to make yes i'm fully i'm fully <laughs> aware of that i know that i'm not i'm not going to convert you but i and and there were times where i was like man it sure would be nice to jump on a disc but here's the thing i was 20 minutes away from just about every parking lot, right? Whether that was the TTC or Hollywood Studios, I think I was a little bit closer to Animal Kingdom because that's kind of the side that that this uh, that I, I stayed at Summer Bay Orlando, and that's where they were located. Was kind of that side of the of the main gate, but you you take twenty minutes, right, where the vehicle leaves when you're ready to go, and you know then you go park in the parking lot. And yeah, you might have a 10 minute, you know, 15 minute, whatever to get to the entry point, but you're sitting at 35 minutes at that point, right? From door to door during the day. Now, first thing in the morning, you, 
you're probably going to get about that if you take a Disney a Disney bus. Uh, faster if you if you use Skyliner and you're you know at a Skyliner resort and going to uh you know Hollywood Studios or Epcot but outside of that like I feel like that's about best case scenario and during the middle of the day it can be an hour plus for you to to have to do anything like that so outside of distance that you know because yeah the bus stops are going to be closer to where you know to to the gate than your your parking spot will be I don't I don't really see an advantage there you know because the, the time all kind of works out just because the vehicle operates on my schedule. Now, if I was, I, I don't think I would take the, uh, the, the, the bus or, you know, whatever it is from, from Summer Bay because they had like one that left every day and they came back three or four times during the day. And that's not nearly flexible enough for me, but for the type of stuff that I do, it it works really well. So I, I see what you're saying. I think the only thing that you are not, the only thing that you're not considering is wanting to go to Walt Disney World as a full package. And part of that for me is being on property and and taking the bus and taking the Skyliner. And yeah, I mean... If I'm going to go to Orlando and go do Universal even or Cape Canaveral or, you know, any, any, go to the beach, any of those things. Yeah. I do not need to stay at a Universal Resort or stay at the Holiday Inn Cape Canaveral if, you know, if that's a thing or whatever. I don't need to stay there. I can stay somewhere and be 20, 25 minutes away from everything. But when I go to Disney World specifically, that for me is something where I want, I want the full experience. I want the the total package, and that includes staying on property. And there's a there's a value to that, that that's not easily conveyable. You know, like I can't sit here and give you a reason why. It just feels good. It feels good to go. And even though Magical Express is gone, I mean, getting getting to the resort is going to be. A, a tougher thing it's going to be rough but once you're there and you're you're in the you know quote bubble like that matters to me and so i would not i would not be happy having to drive 20 30 minutes in a in my own car instead of taking you know the disney bus for 20 to 30 minutes or waiting waiting in line you know i i get that doesn't sound sane but that's that's where i'm at like i would rather spend the same amount of time or or more honestly i would rather spend more time doing it the quote right way for me than do it the quote smart way and i think for me, at least, that speaks to my specific, my personal wants, and and like I said, like I know it's much smarter and and much more cost effective, and obviously, it's not that big of a deal to stay off property. Like you're you're singing its praises right now, and but there's just something, there's just something about it that I want, and I can't get it. I can't get what I want if I'm staying off property. Yeah, and I I think that that's fair. I mean, I I know that there are still people who are going to want to stay on property after hearing this, and and that like I don't see an issue with that. I'm just I'm just letting you know if you if you're like me and you've always been you're you're like you have to stay on property because of the changes that have been made. Um, it might be worth looking at what other options are out there for you now because honestly dude these hotels like the one that you stayed at and hotels that are near disney need to start marketing that they need to start heavy going like we're 10 minutes away like we will pick you up from the airport we will you know and and all this stuff like they need to start doing these things that that tell people who are used to staying on property and doing DME and stuff like, Hey, we can give you a similar experience. Like they need to, they need to start doing that hardcore 
because people like you who were you have to stay on property people but then after they took dme away and stuff were like well maybe not people like you are the ones who can be swayed by that kind of stuff you know and and i think it is a missed opportunity if these hotels are not like really super heavily saying like we can give you almost that experience we are going to do this 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 and this and really make your trip great yeah and and there are people who will who will do the research and there are other people who need to be made aware so i don't know hopefully hopefully some of you will be made aware uh, that it's at least worth looking now, and I, I'm also not saying that it's a it's a slam dunk. You know, you have to you have to take all of the what money and whatnot into account. And in this case, it was about seven hundred dollars cheaper for a seven day stay over staying at Pop Century, um, which is where I would want to stay. And you know, adding in the cost of parking at the parks that that all still made sense but if i hadn't been able to score as good of a deal on the condo you know and maybe i don't know it like maybe if it was two hundred dollars different maybe then i would be it, it you know i don't know it might be worth two hundred dollars to me to stay on property and have you know disney because disney transportation is worth something to me it's just not worth seven hundred dollars to me you know, so I I think there I think there you know are some numbers there that that you need to run, but I'm just saying it's not impossible to uh, to handle off property if you're an on property person, and especially you know when you have kids or whatever, space is so nice because like going there and coming back, we you know we just got a hotel room at like a Country Inn, which was fine. But our kids were crazy because they had been in the car all day and they were all hyped up and there was this little bitty room for them to to kind of run around in and and be crazy. And that was hard for them. And there were you know, there were days at Disney. Now, most days they came home already asleep. I mean, to, to be totally honest, but like even when we got there and they were all amped up, they had all the space to run around in and it just made that that makes a lot of stuff easier. So uh, either look it off property or become super duper rich so that you can afford, uh, <laughs> you know, multi room suites at, at Disney. Because I'm sure there there are people who just say that's the best option. And if so, yes, I agree. That's that's probably even the better best option. But for for the next episode, I want to figure out what the cost difference between what you did and what Art of Animation would have been. Because those are multi-bedroom suites. Oh, and dude, you like that? That number is going to be like. No, we, I know, I know. Part, it's going to be. It's going to be wild. But it's going to be ridiculous. I just want to. I just want to know, like, for comparable, because what you did in Pop is not comparable. No, not and at I, all. I, I I appreciate that it's seven hundred dollars, but just for a comparable value suite. I just want to. I want to know. I want us to to figure that out before the next episode because I want to. I want to see what that is. Um, okay. Because but, I, I. I mean, I will tell you that you know we're looking at we're we're already reconsidering March and you know trying to decide are we going to are we going to drive again in March? Do we want to pay for plane tickets? But like I did the math and right now we are you know we've got five adults and two kids. So we have to stay at Art of Animation or Caribbean Beach. Like five adults makes the, you know, you you can't use the standard rooms anymore. Or sorry, four adults and two kids. So you can use the standard, but you don't want to. Right. Right. You want to have that. You want to have that fifth bed. I would uh, say you know, I would agree. Can't. Right. Okay. So so Caribbean Beach has, you know, and and I want to say. What art art of animation has it? Um, Port Orleans Riverside, like they've got those fold away beds to, to that kind of make that fifth bed for you, uh, that make everything work. Right now, we have a a room reservation that is like four hundred plus dollars a night at Caribbean Beach. It's looking like we could stay at Summer Bay for about nine hundred dollars. So, like two nights, we get an entire week. 
And still, I, again, like that's not comparable because that is a one room where you stuff everybody in. And I've stayed in that room with with five adults before, and it's really, really tight with <laughs> yeah. with five. Like like you can get on each other's nerves really quickly uh, with five adults in there. And and we would make it work. We'll make it work if we have to. But essentially, what I'm saying is, I also you know then went to national and figured out that you know I can get a I think what like a, a executive SUV or something like that for the entire week and pay for parking and still come out ahead at, you know, versus, versus staying at the Caribbean beach. So I like the, the, the numbers are, are way different. And again, I know that I know for a, there, for some people, there is no way you're going to stay off property and that is totally okay. I am totally cool with the fact that you're always going to stay on property, Jeremy, that is, that is great. But if you're wondering what else might be out there? It's it's worth taking a look at what else might be out there. <laughs> I, I agree. I would totally say, look at look at other other options because the on paper the intellectual benefits of staying on property are fewer and fewer. So yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. But yeah, and it, but, this wasn't this wasn't like some some bargain basement place either. It had like all granite countertops everywhere. Had a full oven a full refrigerator you know it it was a nice place yeah it even had like a it was crazy yeah it had a whirlpool tub in the master bedroom and you know like a a glass shower and and all that so it was a really it was a really nice place and the property was really nice and it was gated and Hmm. it was it was fancy you know for i I mean like no it's not it's not a five-star resort or anything like that but it was a very very nice place to stay so Anyway, okay. Well, I think that covers it for this week. We'll be. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess no, there's no, probably no. more to more to discuss, right? So just just as a as a uh, uh, what a table of contents for this, I want to talk. I want to talk about your trip and what what you did and what your highs and lows were, and then at the end, we're going to talk about Rise of the Resistance, and it's going to be spoilery. And we're not going to hold back on anything. Um, just right up front, Brad. I think you would say everybody needs to do Rise. It's worth it's worth doing. It's like the most popular attraction at Walt Disney World. But um, would you agree? It's worth it's worth doing. If you have not done Rise, do Rise. It is very good. And stop. Like we, we will we will clearly introduce the. We are now going to talk about Rise section. Don't listen to it because by some miracle, I stayed uh, oblivious. Yeah. I stayed naive to what was going to happen. And For almost two years. Yes. And that made the experience so much better. Like there, there are so many things that would not have been nearly as cool if I had already known they were going to happen. So, so go yeah. in there, go in there blind. Don't listen to this. Which I know doesn't account for ninety nine point nine percent. But if you are that one person, just hold strong a little bit longer. Go ride rise, and then come back and you can you can listen to the rest of this. So now let's yammer on about your your trip. So you stayed off property, and that was good. What else? What else? Because uh, you, it wasn't masks everywhere, right? It was just masks in indoors. Yeah, just just masks indoors and being very strongly enforced as in you know like there are cast members wherever you're about to go indoors and they aren't hesitant to to remind you and like i even forgot but at the same time they're never like rude about it you know it was always like hey don't forget to don't forget to put on your face covering and you know on a lot of the attractions where there were queues you know that started outdoors and went indoors as you would go into the queue the cast member at the entrance of the queue would be, you know, would say, hey, be sure to have your face covering. You're going to need it when you get further in. Oh, you know, so nice. that way you don't get halfway through the the queue and then be like, oh, dang, I don't have my uh, my mask with me or something. So I, honestly, it didn't it wasn't bad to me. And I appreciated it because it, it made me feel more comfortable uh, to know that they were, you know, at least that they were taking this seriously, you know, and that they were encouraging other people to do the same. So I, 
I, I think at this point, masks are just part of life to me, I guess. So it really wasn't a big deal. Uh, I will say that, you know, social distancing was kind of hidden. You know, it's it's not being strongly enforced anywhere. So, you know, there there are cues where that's not, you know, that's not the case, though. I mean, if you leave a little space and, you know, if you leave the, the three feet in front of you and the person in front of you, it's likely that the person behind you is also going to leave three feet of space. So it's I didn't really feel like it was a big issue either the only well, time three feet feels a lot like the natural human distance to leave between parties like i mm-hmm. i imagine that most people are leaving two to three feet between parties not between people in parties necessarily but between different parties that that feels natural to me yeah except for fireworks like when uh, fireworks yeah, are going yeah. on it is a huge or or if you're doing, if you're like rope dropping in the morning, because yeah. So for uh, Hollywood Studios, we had an 8:45 at uh, Hollywood and Vine, and the park opened at nine. So we were there, you know, first thing, and so we're in those long lines of people that are being let in, and yeah, and that that's Nuts not there's, yep, basically. So <laughs> I just you know, I threw on my mask even then, but. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't it was not a big issue, so I would not complain about that. I do want to uh, relatively early on because we're like 20 minutes into this episode, (laughs) but I still want relatively early on. I want to bring this up. We have talked a lot and, and, you know, we did an entire episode where we both griped about Genie Plus. You tried to take the positive. Even you couldn't come up with it. And so, you know, we've we've been kind of negative about the the company and some of the things that they're doing and i and i remain uh what uh i remain i continue to stand behind every comment that i've made nothing has changed okay but i do want to i do want to remind everybody that our feelings about the upper management of disney does not change how amazing cast members are at Walt Disney World. There was there was one dining experience that I was just not feeling, and I'm not not even going to mention where it was because it doesn't really matter. Because here's the thing, I was like, man, that just that server, it just didn't, it didn't, that wasn't great. And so I started thinking through it, and I'm like. So what wasn't great about it? Were they not coming to the table enough? No, they came to the table and, you know, checked up on us and checked up on, make, made sure our drinks were full and that we were enjoying our food. And I'm like, well, were they like, did they have a bad attitude? No, they didn't have a bad attitude. Were they, you know, dismissive of, no, they weren't dismissive. Like I, I, I was going through this list trying to figure out why didn't, you know, cause I, I want to, I want to attribute why I feel the way I feel to you know to what's actually causing it and ultimately what i came down to was they were a perfectly fine waiter but in you know at that point we had had a couple of dining experiences and disney wait staff sets the bar so high the way that they go so above and beyond what is required of them that somebody doing a and i know this sounds bad but just doing a good job at being a waiter feels less than in comparison to how above everybody like i get that 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 the baseline is set at going above and beyond because cast members are amazing the way that they and and yes there there are like if you want to nitpick you will find bad cast members no doubt about it but for the most part, cast members are so awesome in the way that they want to do whatever they can to help you, you know, to uh, to make you feel valued as a as a guest that it that is that is why I like going to Disney. And I was just reminded of that when I, you know, when I'm like, why don't why didn't I like? Oh, it's because it was just good service. Like how how crazy is that that? it was good service and therefore I don't feel like I, you know, I just feel kind of ho-hum about that experience. So, you know, when, when I say negative thing, like I don't like this, I don't like that. I don't like what they're doing about things. 
that that does not extend to the cast members and my concern i guess is that at some point the what the what feels like the refocus on just money will start to to filter into the way that cast members because that is what disney has to be really scared of is, that was my main concern in yeah. that episode was trickling down Right, and what, and what upper management does eventually does not, it does it doesn't affect me at all. But when it starts to affect lower upper management, and then upper middle management, and then middle middle and lower middle, and all the way down to you know the people managing the people in the parks, when it gets there and they're told to, you know, you really need to be turning these tables over quicker, and they're like you know, having to run around and that's, that's what my concern is that all these, these measures are going to trickle down and become an issue for guests. Exactly. And and it's going to change the way that, uh, that cast members do what they do, that they do so amazingly well. And you know, it's not just wait staff, it's, you know, attractions, it's custodial, like all the, you know, Right. Pick pick any line and I can and I can point to a cast member on my trip that I was like, wow, that was just that was such an amazing experience. And they made me feel feel special. And that's why I like going to Disney. So, I mean, just kudos to the cast members. They are, you know, they are working at a time where there's not enough of them where they are dealing with a lot of garbage. And I will say that at least once I did hear a cast member having to deal with somebody getting, you know, upset because, you know, what whatever, it, you know, masks or whatever it was, like things that cast members ultimately have no control over, they get they get the they get to deal with the brunt of somebody being upset with it most of the time and they still will, you know, will just go out of their way to try to be helpful. So uh yeah, I just I don't want anybody to think that, you know, we have anything but uh love for cast members. So, anyway, yeah, that that was just re- I I was reminded of that. And I, you know, I feel like it's been a little while since I've gone, and so I'd forgotten how awesome cast members are. But uh yeah. So our, you know, so we started off we uh rope dropped uh Disney Springs, which I did not know was a thing. <laughs> Because I didn't know that I, I, I did not think about the fact that Disney Springs has, you know, parking garages, right? Those aren't open 24 seven. Those are closed. So if you have a nine 30 reservation at homecoming, because you're, you know, you finally got that, that coveted brunch reservation and you want to go ahead and be super early because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make sure you're on time and you get there at like eight 40 parking lots don't open till 8 45 so you hmm. so like we were driving around and it's like surface parking closed uh orange garage closed lime garage closed. and i'm like where am i supposed to park so i pulled into one of the parking lots and i asked the attendant i said where are we supposed like I, all i see is closed and every all, where are we supposed to park and they're like uh i think our garage just opened and you know because we had pulled in like 8 44 or something like that mm. And so we were able to, you know, go park and we, you know, uh, by the way, uh, pro tip security for the parking garages is not on the first level. It's on the second level. So if there's a parking spot available on the first level, just go ahead and head on up to the second level. Make sure, you know, they've got those fun little things that tell you how many are available on each level. That way you can, especially if you have a stroller, avoid having to take the elevator up to the second level. Uh, you still have to take an elevator back down to the first level, but it's it's one less elevator trip. But yeah, we got up there and wait. You what know, did they, you need security for? Oh, they have security at Disney Springs. You have to walk through security going to Disney Springs now. Huh? Yeah, I think I feel like it's been that way for a little while now. Um, but you know, now they do. I mean, the, I haven't been uh, there in two years, so I guess I right. I I feel like there was a. I feel like we. We probably covered, and you know, we both slept since then. But I think we covered a story when they were adding, you know, when they had added security to Disney Springs. But uh, just so you know, if it has been a little while since you've gone, like it was for me, uh, they've they've moved to 
like you walk through the the little security thing and if it beeps then you have to go over to do but it's not it's different than the old like metal detector things they used to have because uh, you don't have to take stuff out of your pockets anymore anyway if it beeps you have to go over and you know let them see your bag and possibly get wanded but you can also walk through with a bag and not have it beep and then you hmm. don't have to go over there and do that so that was interesting but yeah we had to we actually had to wait at security because the they wouldn't let you into disney springs until 9 a.m so basically we parked and we went and st- stood at security but gosh darn it i was first in line to go through security so <laughs> yay me and uh homecoming for brunch dude oh that is some good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you we, see art? I got the, was art uh, there? Nope, nope. Art was not there, so I didn't have to, you know, pull a pull a Jeremy and then be too <laughs> be embarrassed to talk dork. to him, right? Oh, I uh, wish I had been too embarrassed to talk to him. <laughs> well, I, too embarrassed to talk well to him. How about yeah. that? Is that is that a better description? <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. Uh, but yeah, I had the uh, chicken and donuts, which that's what I was had. incredible. Mm-hmm. You know that that sweet and savory hitting mm. hitting that spot. I still kind of wish I would have had the hallelujah biscuit. I I wanted both of them, but you know Nancy having the allergies, like we can't we can't do the whole you order this thing and I'll order that thing and we'll get to try all of it. Right. Which is, you know, it's a it's an issue, but oh man! And they had the they had the grits, and the waitress asked me, Do, "Would you like bacon or maybe some cheese on those?" And I just said, "Yes." Yup. <laughs> and that was that was the the right decision. Um, and the the moonshine, yeah, you were you were not kidding about that stuff. That was great. I had mm-hmm. their their strawberry lemonade. You know, that has the strawberry, it had like strawberry moonshine, strawberry puree, and strawberry something else uh, in it with like uh, lemonade as well. And that was super good. Dude, that stuff is tried... dangerous too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is you don't so even... smooth. Uh-huh, exactly, exactly. Like I didn't even know. And then after that, I, I switched and got a, um, I forget. It, it was basically kind of like a screwdriver. Because it was vodka and some uh, orange, you know, orange juice and an orange and some, you know, other stuff. So fancy screwdriver, but it was not nearly as good as that first drink. Like I, I should have, I should have just ordered because I think they serve the strawberry uh, lemonade in two sizes, and I should have just ordered the big size of that. Got the large. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that that was super tasty. But man, I'm I am already like. I was seriously considering trying to trying to work another homecoming reservation into our trip, but like we, that place it was is so jam packed we couldn't. Oh man, that place oh, yeah. is a treasure. Yeah, I just I wanted to go back. I I also wanted to try Gideon's. Um, you know, that's on I, our I, list. I had a I had a friend send me a picture of like one of the cookies from that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looked yeah, good. Yeah, that place but, that's on our list because of the cookie picture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, our youngest wasn't feeling great. So we we weren't able to uh, to stick around. We had to go back to the room. And I think he just got like overheated or something as we got back to the room and he was woo crazy jumping off the walls again. Uh, but, you know, so so that's good. We did not have to have a, you know, ten thousand dollar popsicle again. Nice. But uh yeah, that that did cut our our Disney Springs day short. Um, then we went to Epcot, and that is where I first realized Disney with two kids is way different because <laughs> there were there were short wait times everywhere. Like the longest wait we had all week, you know, not counting the virtual queue wait for uh, for Rise, which. Dude, I think Rise was still a forty-five minute wait just going through that. That queue mm-hmm. is long. Yeah. Um, but we had a we had a fifty-five minute wait at uh, Runaway Railway, and that was the longest wait we had. But I still like we did we did a day at Epcot, and I still didn't get to do uh, I didn't do Mission Space or Test Track this visit. And we stayed for Epcot Forever, and I still didn't get to do those things because, oh my gosh. yeah, even even with short waits, like you have to. I I am very much a go with the flow Disney person. That does not that does not seem to work with my kids. Like I need to have I need to have a plan of attack 
to go into the parks uh, because all of this back and forth stuff doesn't work great. And it, it especially doesn't. So I guess it kind of didn't help that we had, we probably got to the park around 10 and, you know, we did spaceship earth and then I want to say maybe we did one other thing, but then we had lunch reservations at Via Napoli. So then you get to go all the way around the world showcase to Via Napoli. Right. So we went and did that. Then we are walk. Then we went to go do uh, Frozen Ever After, and we walked past the trains in Germany. And my daughter was enamored with those trains. Like I think she would have stayed there for an hour if we would have let her. Just watching watching those model trains go back and forth was so fun to her. I can't blame her. Those model trains are pretty great. Aren't they? But yes. I didn't I, like. I've never taken it quite to the level that she took it. But <laughs> it, you know what? Here's here's what I will say. It was kind of nice, you know, because I'm just standing there with her and we're just watching the trains and stuff. And I took in so many of the details on that that I had not know, like that the smokestack uh, for the you know the factory smokestack or whatever is actually blowing smoke out of it and stuff, and all of the little people and like the little greenhouse. Like, there's a lot of details to take in to the, at that thing, but. You know, then we went on and did Frozen Ever After, and I want to say we then went to uh, Mexico and did not Rio del Tiempo, because um, <laughs> I can never Grand Fiesta Tour. There we go. That's that's the I one can I never can remember what it is either. I always call exactly. it Rio del it's, Tiempo. It's always Rio del, Rio del Tiempo to me. Um, and then she was like, "I got to go see the trains. I got to go." So then we had to walk all the way back to Germany to go. You know, because we're suckers, and <laughs> you know she was she wasn't being like. She was being sweet about it. And yeah. that's that's dangerous when your kids are sweet about stuff because then you're like, okay, we can go if see If they're the throwing trains. a temper tantrum about it, it's easy to say no. But when they're yeah. like, oh, man, I really can love I those trains. Can I please go see the trains? I really, yeah. I really want to go see the trains again. So, yeah, we walked all the way back over. We did the trains. So, yeah, there was just – it was a lot of a lot of running around over there. But I, I will tell you that uh, – and, and I sent you a video that – of the two boats, because my daughter knows about the frozen boat and the vegetable boat, which is uh, mm-hmm. living with the land. She prefers the vegetable boat. Obviously. And she didn't even. So the funny thing about that was the whole reason. Well, she was going to do living with the land anyway, but she actually got to do it multiple times because we had to rider switch for uh, for Soren, which was totally pointless to do a rider switch. Because Soren was a walk-on attraction for that us. That is so crazy. Yeah, like, I, I walked all the way down, and, you know, they walked, they got, you know, how many people in your party? One, go go stand on this. That was what I did. Like, there was wow. no waiting in any in any line. Uh, but we, we were doing rider swap, and so, you know, Nancy took the kids to Living with the Land while I was doing Soren, and then when I came out, I was going to take them as well, which, you know, as soon as I come out, she's like, daddy, daddy, come on. I want to take you to the boat ride. I want to take you to the boat ride. And before that, when I was going to get on Soren, Nancy was like, do you want to go on the boat? No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go on a boat ride. I don't want to go on a boat ride. So it was like a complete 180. And we're on the we're on living with the land. And, you know, we go through like the rain scene and she's like, the rain helps the plants. They need oh, nice. they need the water, and I'm like you're she got two. Edu- she got edutainmented. That's right. She got edutainmented. Epcot <laughs> was Epcot was doing what it was supposed to do. Uh, yeah, so she she liked that. Um, Epcot is a hot mess right now. All of the pictures <laughs> yeah. and videos you've seen are accurate. Like, and it's hard to get around now because you know you're 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 you're. you're over at the land and you're like okay i want to head over to the other side let me go through the breeze wait nope can't do that so let me figure is out the you whole know, breezeway closed yeah yeah that whole thing is closed dude that's that's all dirt now go look wow. at go look at um uh what's his name bio reconstruct yeah i've seen like, go, that i just didn't i guess i didn't realize that the, it was just closed yeah like, yeah like it, there's like basically you have to walk either around toward world showcase to get around or back down basically to spaceship earth to get around wow that's because everything is just it's just walls walls everywhere man 
But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, outside of that, Epcot was still Epcot. Um, the harmonious stuff is ungodly and unsightful uh, for the sight lines, as you would expect. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I thought maybe it wouldn't be as bad in person. It's, it's bad in person too. It's, I just, I don't, I don't know. I still don't get that. Like you guys, you guys have these, this beautiful area, right. That's so picturesque and everything. And then you put these big old black, you know, you're complaining, you complain about the, the show building for guardians of the galaxy. At least they painted that. So it does, you know, so it kind of disappears into the skyline most of the time these are just there all the time i can't believe you could even see them because those buildings just disappear what buildings yeah exactly what buildings but these aren't buildings they're things out in the water what barges big and black yeah yeah what barges um but yeah so epcot is epcot um kids make things crazy uh I don't guess Harmonio Us was, they weren't doing that, right? They weren't doing Harmonio Us? No, not till October 1st. They were still doing Epcot Forever. Okay. So I did did get one more Epcot Forever in, um, which is great. Uh, I still like that show. I still think the whole new world at the end is awkward, um, but, you know. It it, just doesn't fit in. No, but, I mean, I... It wasn't like a, oh, I can't enjoy any of this because, like, it was still a really good show. I will say the the wind had kicked up, and so they weren't able to do the kites. That was kind of oh, sad. bummer. Yeah, because I, I really liked that part. But, you know, it, most of the show still went on. It was it was like A minus mode, right? <laughs> instead of instead of A yeah. mode. It was A minus right. mode. Um, so, yeah. Then the next day we went to Hollywood Studios where... Uh, my wife decided that Hollywood Studios is the worst stu- the worst uh, park in the entire uh, Walt Disney World property to her. There's no citizens of Hollywood. There's no Fantasmic right now. You can't hold it against her for not liking that park. And she doesn't she doesn't like it because there was not a lot for our kids to do. Okay, I, I can I th- see that. Yeah, I think is I think is pretty fair. There is not and, a lot for kids to do. Yeah, and, and and you know, right after, right after my daughter makes me feel amazing because the vegetable boat is better than the frozen boat. Jeremy, can you guess what her favorite ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios is? Um, oh, was it Alien Swirling Saucers? I rode Alien Swirling Saucers. <laughs> At least four times. Oh, no. And my wife rode Alien Swirling Saucers at least three times. <laughs> we rode so much Alien Swirling Saucers. Oh, man. I was I was sitting here going, what would make him upset? And the only thing that doesn't, like, rule in Hollywood Studios is Alien Swirling Saucers. But if you are a two-year-old, <laughs> Alien Swirling Saucers rules at disney's hollywood studios so (laughs) if you're if you're looking for something to do now we didn't you know we didn't get a chance to take her to like beauty and the beast uh she did she did love the frozen uh sing-along which i mean i like that too like that's that's fun uh unfortunately i didn't get to do it with her because they went and did that while daddy went back to the parking lot to try to find the shoe that was missing off the baby oh man yeah, because you Dad can't, duty. you know, they can't they can't walk around if they don't have two shoes. And we got to we got to uh, breakfast and look down like bef- right before we're about to check in, and it's like ah oh, no shoe. So Nancy headed to the front of the park. She you know, in the hopes that he kicked it off on the way, and he had not. Came back, nope, she didn't find the shoe. So we we went and did breakfast. Uh, you know, just w- couldn't let him out of his high chair, which was probably fine because you know we did hollywood and vine which was the disney junior dining thing uh-huh. and you know they want you to stay at your table anyway so that you can maintain social distancing with the characters and there is no way that he would have done that so you know having another excuse to tell him that he's not getting out of the high chair was a good thing i probably think. worked so, out for the best yeah yeah exactly um but 
I will tell you that if you drop a uh, another another little pro tip, if you're going to drop a pin for your vehicle or, you know, depend on, uh, you know, Apple's ability to, hey, you've disconnected from Bluetooth. This is where you've parked now, which I checked before I left. And I'm like, yep, that's where I parked. When you're going back out to your car and you just go to tap on the spot and then you start watching as you're walking closer to it, make sure the, the little blue thing that you tapped on was your parking spot and not the Google or not the Apple Maps indicator for the parking lot. Because otherwise, you end up walking to the middle of the parking lot in the hot, hot sun and just walking around like a dummy for 20 minutes going, I don't, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look familiar. I thought we parked closer to the front, but I trust my phone because I trust technology and you're sitting there beeping your little key and it never seems to go off. (laughs) How do you And then you look at your phone. And then you look at your phone, and you're looking at the map, and you zoom it out a little bit, and you see the other blue dot. How do you know? How do you know what? How do you know that that might be a problem? Uh, I don't Certainly know. Certainly that just didn't a, happen to you. Just Yeah, it's just a, it's totally an in-theory thing. It's totally an in-theory thing. That's definitely not why they were able to do the whole Frozen thing before I got back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway is... Awesome, I loved it, man. I I, seen, I loved the. I've the seen whole video of it, so I know the the show. Right, but I can only imagine how that is in real life. Oh, it, it is it so incredible. it is it is so much better than on video. Like the only the only thing that I will you know say against it, other than you know it shouldn't have taken out the great movie ride. They should have just built a new show building for it. Blah blah blah. Thank you guys you. know how I feel about all this sort of thing. Um, the only knock that I had against it was that Mickey and Minnie look kind of weird with their nose, you know, cause it looks kind of like a growth on the side of their face, <laughs> yeah. uh, because of the, because of the way they're facing sometimes. And uh, I, 2D, I, 3D. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's weird. Um, and I thought I was the only one that felt that way until like partway through Nancy, like leaned over and whispered to me. She's like, their nose is weird. It looks like a growth on the side of their face. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good. Then that is two of us who thought this, and I did not share that information with her ahead of time. So, but yeah, outside of that, I think I think it's a really fun ride. I I love the, uh, what, the trackless aspect of it and everything. The underwater scene is, like, it's so simple the way that they're doing it. But, you know, putting you in that, that, little half dome a la Soren or something like that where the the video can surround you and having it be so mm-hmm. bright and so clear is is extremely engaging right mm-hmm. and the the way that they mix the projection with you know actual 3d effects makes it makes it work and the the art style like it's, is that it's a 3d easy. glasses attraction no it's not a 3d glasses attraction okay yeah, so, but it's just the, the way that the art style works, you know, where you've got those big, heavy lines, and it's all just that animation style yeah. lends itself to that sort of thing, and not being as noticeable what is and isn't projection on the actual... Now, yeah, there's definitely places that you can be like, oh, that's not real, that's projection. But there were other times where I was like, is that a real thing, or is that a projected thing? And you had to, hmm. you know, I, I had to look at it kind of close to know. So, um, ultimately I, I recommend it. Uh, do let your kids know that there, you know, are some quote unquote scary sections, like where the car looks like it's about to be crushed before you get in there, because otherwise your kid might start crying like mine did because <laughs> she got scared about that. And understandably so, like, you know, they wanted to create tension. They, they, congratulations, Disney. You did it well. You made a two year old cry. Way to go. How was the waltz? The, that. The- dancing oh okay so from a and let me let me what the reason i'm asking you this is because that seems like the most perfect a la luigi's rollicking roadsters over in california venture that seems like the most perfect trackless thing because you you can have these uh these ride vehicles talking to each other and talking to the trackless you know ride system and have them synced up and that just seems like the most perfect 
tech demo for trackless ride vehicles. And I, f- I feel like of all of the scenes in that, as far as the vehicle goes, that should be the most engaging and technically impressive and fun. And from the tech side of it, it definitely is all of those things. Okay. The only thing that takes away from it is because of the they're using like and it's got to be it's got to be fake but they're using a incandescent so like a really warm light in there mm-hmm. and that makes daisy look really bad like the mm. the projection face and everything i i don't know it just it didn't feel right in that area what about was, the projection what about the projection face everywhere else is it, it better than frozen cuz i think frozen looks really bad and I think the Seven Dwarfs and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train also look really bad. Like I don't like projective faces. I in still general. don't. I still don't like projective faces, but I think it's better. That particular scene I would put on par with some of those, just for how what out of the and, and then the the nose thing is accentuated by the projection faces, right? Okay. Like if you would have put those nose noses on something that was you know. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the guy in Smuggler's Run? Hondo? There, yeah. Yeah, you know, where his face is not projection, right? Like, if you had... But is, oh, okay. is an see, example of, of Disney's current level of animatronic face that they can do if they want to do it, right? Or the shaman were, in Navi River Journey. There you go, yeah. One of the... Something like that. Um, they That face could have looked a lot better... That said, in the actual attraction itself, with the exception of the of the the waltz scene, I think it still worked okay because okay. again, it's animation, and you're also you don't tend to be up close with as many of the uh, of the characters. You know, you're seeing more of them from a distance, and it I think it works better at a distance. Did it suffer from the same? Because what I Honestly, what I really don't like about it is the you have Hello? a yeah you have an, an animatronic figure that is being lit by the the surrounding light, and then you have a head that is painted with uh, screen paint, so it's got little glass beads in it, so it's going to reflect light really well, and the face glows unnaturally where the rest of the body you know is lit how the rest of the room is lit. And so in, in seven dwarfs, it's not as bad because the whole room is jewels, you know, and there's a lot of glowing in there, but in frozen, especially like it just sticks out like a sore thumb. So how is the glow? And that's, and that's why the Walt scene is the worst scene because you have that yellow incandescent type lighting that then makes the face really, really obvious uh, versus the rest of it where it's all very blue. Mm. And when you've got very blue and you're using that, you know, that that projection, it's all very blue as well. So it kind of blends together. Gotcha. You know, it's again okay. still still obvious if you're looking for it, but uh, but it's OK because and, and also I think because there's a lot of projection going on throughout the attraction. So it, it tends to. It tends to blend more, and I think they thought more about the way it was going to blend. Yeah, they're doing the the forgive the analogy or, or whatever, but the they're doing the mist thing where they kind of carve out a piece of a a physical effect and do video in that piece. Yes, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, and that's the, a, yeah, the that's way ex- mist that's did exactly full what motion doing. video. Okay. Right, yeah, be, but in this case, not because they were dealing with the fact that they can't make over a three twenty right. by two forty. Okay, that's they're not dealing that's with a, CD-ROM. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's enough <laughs> of the Mini. yeah, that's enough of the nerd tangent there. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, uh, Hollywood and Vine. I you know I know we briefly talked about you know having to social distance from the characters and everything. If your kids are into Disney Junior stuff, which my my daughter loves. So she, you know, she was super into Vampirina. She's still okay with Vampirina. Um, she actually lost her Vampirina stuffed doll. Uh, I'm trying to find the spare that we have because otherwise, eventually, she's going to realize that that her her Vampirina doll is not there, and 
this this house is not gonna become an easy place to live so either i'm finding that spare or uh i'm making a shop disney order real soon <laughs> um but now she's she's very into doc mcstuffins and the disney junior lineup is doc mcstuffins fancy nancy uh vampirina and goofy she goofy yeah because because mickey mouse playhouse oh gotcha now why would you pick goofy of the fab five to represent uh i mean I guess maybe they they don't you know they want it to be more Disney Junior focused and if you put Mickey or Minnie in then they you know kind of overshadow all the other ones. That that was the best that I could come up with for why you would why you would pick Goofy as the character. Uh, but anyway, she loved being able to do that character dining and honestly, without being able to visit every table, I was so impressed with the way that they had set up for the characters to kind of work the room. You could tell that they had certain points that they stopped at. And, you know, and each point that they stopped at, it was at most two or maybe three tables. And the characters would like take the time to interact with each table for, for some amount of time before, you know, waving and, you know, blowing kisses or, you know, turning around or playing peek or whatever it was. And like, she was so excited to get to see those characters and get to get to interact with them and the food was actually pretty good so i got the uh they had like a smoked salmon uh bagel with like arugula and uh capers and cream cheese on it ah it was so good man and they had like the spread service they brought before Hmm. and so yeah i if you're if your kids are into characters like Outside of that, I'm sure you could get the breakfast cheaper, but if your kids are into characters, I highly, especially right now when you can't go meet characters, yeah. so the only other way to do it is like watch the parade or happen to catch a character um, doing one of their you know distanced meet and greets. Like it's a it's a great way to get to see some characters. Claire and I have always been pretty nonplussed about the food in Hollywood Studios, but we've never eaten at uh, Hollywood and Vine, so maybe and we'll either- give that a try. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I was really impressed with the breakfast, and they only do they only do Disney Junior for breakfast. You know, the other ones are, uh, I think, Minnie and Friends or something like that. So we, you know, we we specifically wanted to give her a a Disney Junior experience. So I would still be interested in doing the other ones, and the the other meals didn't didn't sound bad either. Um, we did do uh, Mama Melrose again, which actually is not bad like after that huge breakfast i just wanted something light so i just got like a a caesar salad you know and with like some grilled chicken on it or whatever it was pretty good you know and they they i of course you know had to try the kids meals of like penne and marinara or whatever it was it was all pretty good like i don't think it was oh my gosh this is amazing we have to come back here every time sort of a thing but uh i don't know for me Hollywood Studios is kind of lacking for places that I really have to go. You know, I've mm-hmm. done Brown Derby. It was good. Um, I've done the, the uh, what, the sci-fi. It was fine, too. I, I mean, I generally really enjoy getting to do 50s primetime because uh, the fried chicken there is really good. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It, it It just seemed like too much to have to do on this trip, so... I mean, Mama Melrose is is a fine place to go, and then you know you can also do uh, what is it, Docking Bay over at uh, Galaxy's Edge, and that place is pretty good too. You know, for if you if you want to do like a quick, that's my go to quick service at Hollywood Studios. But uh, yeah, and so we're not going to talk about Rise right now. And outside of that, there wasn't a lot that I you know I didn't really do anything that we haven't discussed before. And we're already an hour in, so Jeremy, I know we were gonna, I know we were gonna get to everything this week, but I think maybe we should go ahead and end it here, and we'll okay. just go ahead and do part two next week. So next week, you guys will get to hear about Rise. Let's hope because there's still a couple more days to go. Well, that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/MTMPodcast. You can visit us on the web at MissingTheMouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day.